Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Oh, so I have a question. Oh, yes, Key. Ooh, 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 ooh. Keisha's opening up. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> What's your question? So who is trying to find a sister wife? Is it all three of you guys? Marcus actively goes out and, like, fishes. He rules them in. If he likes them, then we then get introduced to them because they have to make our clearance because, again, like, what me and Taryn have is so solid. If it does not hold a candle, it's not passing us to go to our kids. We're looking to duplicate what we've already done. So how do you feel Welcome to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry, Seeking Sister Wife Edition. I'm like, listen, I've had a little bit too much caffeine, so maybe it's just, you know, it coursing through my veins, but I'm feeling very excited. I just watched the episode and I thought it was quite juicy, mostly shout out to our MVP of the week, Jaden. I, we stand. But we're going to have to get into that at the last part of the episode because you guys know I like to go from like least to most interesting. So let's start off this episode with Squeaky and Guyliner because there really wasn't much of a storyline with them. Honestly, it was just Guyliner nervously packing his bags and trying to figure out which combination he should be packing his shoes in. Spoiler alert, he chose the wrong one. I thought we were all of the um I thought we were all under the agreement that like if you're gonna just like raw dog your shoes and your luggage meaning like if there's no bag in them don't you put them sole to sole so that like if so that they are they're only touching the sole like we're minimizing the contact of all the germs right because if you put them outward which is what he ended up doing now you're touching the clothes that are next to it if you're putting it down into the luggage Then you're touching the luggage lining. So really the safest way is to put the shoes sole to sole, right? Like, didn't we? (sighs) This kind of stuff really stresses me out. And I don't appreciate him for putting that on my screen. Because now I'm having heart palpitations. Thinking about all the germs. (sighs) I don't know what's going on in Portland. But there's got to be germs there. Liberal germs. But they're germs nonetheless, you know? Anyway. um, Yeah, I mean, basically that was it. Like, Squeaky asks, you know ever the the wife the the all encompassing wife who never forgets a thing make sure to ask guyliner if he packed condoms he's like yeah i did um are you okay with that and she's like we know she is we know she is here's the thing that we need to talk about like are y'all fucking or not And by the y'all, I mean Squeaky and the other women. Because out of all of the plural marriage, plural relationship uh, programming that I've viewed, not any of these couples have mentioned this is our girlfriend or our relationship other than Squeaky and Guyliner. So I'm fine. I just feel like at this point, we've gotten to know each other. We're a couple seasons in in our relationship. So are y'all hunching or not? 
That's what I want to know. I know this is TLC and they like try to like just dip a toe into the provocative, but then also like not tell us the whole truth, <laughs> Josh Duggars. But, you know, I, I want to know. I feel like now we're in a, a, an era of radical transparency and I feel like I'm not getting my questions answered. Anyway, um, yeah, she's totally fine with them fucking probably all together. And basically Guy Liner says that he's just working through a lot of emotions because He's excited about the trip, but he's also leaving behind everything he's really familiar with. Bro, this is just a vacation. Like, why are we, it's not that deep. You've already left the country twice now to visit Ariel and it hasn't worked. So why they're acting like the stakes are so high? Maybe because they actually know from production that Ariel has uh, committed to filming and that they'll definitely meet her. Well, he will definitely meet her this time. Maybe that's why he's nervous, but... I don't know. They're just acting like this is like a much bigger deal. Like this man is about to be shipped off to like Panama or something for the war or something. But I don't know. Um, So before he leaves, Guy Liner starts talking in an interview about how he was nervous to make this work. But I, I gotta tell you guys, like I honestly was a little bit distracted because he was wearing a t-shirt or not a t-shirt, like a, you know, you know, like a, just a long sleeve man shirt. Right. And it had like two sets of buttons for, I don't know, maybe like a, a more bird chested individual to like tighten it up. Maybe. I don't know. I just never seen like two sets of buttons. So you can choose your own adventure as to like how much titty you want it to show. That was interesting. Anyway, I don't, I don't know anything about men's fashion, but I'm always confused by it. Always confused. <laughs> I'm confused by what I see on television because it's not what I see in real life, specifically on like TLC or, you know, a wee reality show. I'm like, who? what's, what's happening here? Okay. What's happening here? But anyway, um, yeah, there really wasn't much to go on. Like Guyliner says that this is the most important thing that they have done in the seeking process but he also has a sick feeling on the way there that things aren't going to work out and how much of a blow that's going to be if it happens squeaky says that this has been a long time coming and if they don't make a move now with Ariel, then i guess they really feel like <laughs> i'm just really stuck on the fact that like the only thing that they're giving us is how attractive they find Ariel and how it honestly feels like two like Dungeons and Dragons nerds like finally meeting a cheerleader and she's like kind of nice to them and then they want to invite her to their like Dungeons and Dragons team I, I know it's not the team I'm watching Stranger Things now so this is really on my top of mind but you know it just seems like they they know that she could just like slip through their fingers because she's so beautiful and I just want them to both stand up like it's okay you guys are perfectly good looking people I mean for you know listen okay there's a there's a little bit of a stereotype about people who engage in these open relationships and polyamorous things like I'm not going to get into it because I don't want to be judgmental but we've all seen the memes okay and so just based on the memes as somebody who's an outsider from that perspective uh Sweeky and Guyliner seem like pretty hot all things considered for the community okay so I don't really know what it is that they're so worried about but they seem very worried that this hot lady is going to leave them and they gotta pin her down before somebody else finds her well good luck to you guys all right, so now that we're done with them, let's move on to, ooh, I guess Slick Nick, right? And Wilson Phillips. So Wilson Phillips have decided to meet up with their newest potential member for their band for coffee to figure out Danielle's intentions on whether or not this lifestyle is really for her. So I think it's important that we reiterate their ages because Danielle's maturity especially when it comes to comparing her to Jennifer comes up a lot in this episode. So Danielle, the newest potential sister wife is 22. Jennifer, I believe is 24 and slick Nick and April are both in their thirties, mid to late thirties. Right? So Jennifer, the 24 year old asks Danielle how the date went. And Danielle just uses these like very vague terms. And I've been like keeping my eye on Danielle and I haven't mentioned this, but the way she 
focuses her attention on people when they're talking to her is so interesting. Like she looks at them so earnestly. She makes a lot of eye contact. She's like furrowing her brow and nodding. There's a lot of hand on hand contact and like, I hear you. I see you, you know, like I feel like she would be a really good peer counselor or something in like the help health home health section. (laughs) what a sector whatever it's called anyway she's she's got like an interesting intensity about her but there's also like not a lot going on (laughs) so when they ask her how it was going she's like it was it went really well and I liked it and April and Jennifer are just staring back at her like oh okay Thank you. So then April says that she wants to make sure Danielle is really looking at the reality of their situation because this relationship is not all sugar and spice. A combination that I personally would have never chosen for this situation. Um, Maybe like a garlic salt and a dollar store pepper mill. Um, Like a mustard or um like like a mustard and like some sort of mesquite barbecue mixture that would have been more of the spice that I would have gone with I got it it's onion powder and like a um lemon pepper that that would be the combination that I would give this family anyway um April brings up or maybe one of those like little uh, cheese packets that you get like the little grated cheese packets that you get in a like a pizza hut box. Just 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 the cheese. <laughs> just, just the cheese. Anyway, um, April brings up what honestly is probably her best thought so far. I'm not sure if this is a thought that originated in her own mind or if this is one of Nick's thoughts that she's channeling because you know how much she loved and cried about that. Um, but she april says that danielle's young we need to think about that there's a lot that happens between your early 20s to 30 and they're looking to have somebody come in and experience the full spectrum of their plural relationship so then they talk about how with jennifer who again is only two years older (laughs) than danielle Um, For her, it was an easier transition into the family because it was just the two of them, Nick and April at the time. But now Danielle's going into a situation with three people. And so back at, at the coffee date, they talk about the topic of jealousy. And Danielle asks the other women for advice and how it is that they make sure that they feel like they're all equal. How do they deal with personal issues? And April says... Jealousy is a natural feeling. You are going to feel it, no doubt. But they all think of each other as equal. There's no basement wife situation. There's no hierarchy. And it's kind of like the kings of the round table, which, Nick, if you could just nudge her and tell her that it's the knights of the round table, that I would appreciate that. So then Danielle asks how, like, They ask her, they ask Danielle how she feels about having kids. And she's like, yeah, I definitely want them. And then April oddly says that she and Nick have thought about having kids and they're not quite sure yet, but she does envision having a large family with even more wives. And I guess we're just supposed to forget that Will, her son, (laughs) lives in the house with them. Like, you have a son. I mean, it's not with Nick, but like, didn't Nick say that he's been raising this boy since they were 12? Like, you have a kid since he was two or something like or even younger than that like y'all have a kid maybe he's not next but whatever but also like you guys have been together for a long time to be it's a little interesting that they're just like yeah we've talked about it like like very breezy like you guys have been together for over a decade it never came up especially since april you already have a child (laughs) just seems like a very odd conversation to just be like no we don't know maybe (laughs) and also like Maybe she just doesn't want to have kids and she's hoping that the other wives will do that for her. I don't know. Anyway. um, So then Danielle brings up an issue for her, which is that she currently lives by herself. And she, you know, in the past has 
hung out with friends for 24 hours and has gotten sick of them very quickly. So she's kind of worrying, wondering how that whole dynamic is going to work out, especially when you guys are all going to be sharing a bed with each other. (laughs) Which April asks, hey, by the way, Danielle, how do you feel about us all sharing a bed? So in a confessional, Danielle says, well, I could see how conflict could arise from three other grown adults in a bed sleeping all together. And I'm just kind of curious how that's all going to work out. And, you know, I'm also wondering what bed is going to fit for grown adults. And yeah, you and all of America, Danielle, we're all asking the question. Not a not one that isn't custom, tell you that much. Like, even a California king might be a little, little cozy. A little cozy. You're going to have to get one of those um, beds that are like moisture wicking for sure. Definitely get something that, that wicks moisture. <laughs> Something that, um, cooling, cooling would be another word that I would choose. Um, and strong. There's four of you. Okay. (sighs) Somebody's going to have to get to work on this right now. So even though Danielle said all of her concerns to us in a confessional, she tells Wilson Phillips to their faces that she doesn't mind. I don't mind if we all share a bed, but I also feel like I'm going to need to have to sleep on the edge because I do have a tendency to toss and turn. And then April brings up how she and Jennifer like to, you know, make sure they give each other privacy. And Danielle says that her real concern is her ability to develop into her best self while also being in this relationship, which I kind of feel like if you're asking that question, lean into it, girl, lean into that and see if you can find the answer. Let's remember, Danielle said that she's been wanting to go to college and do that whole thing. And I don't know how that's going to work when you got two kids, or excuse me, two wives, <laughs> a tiny husband, and, uh, and a teenage son. I don't know how that's going to happen, girl. So then April proposes that they spend a whole weekend together just to kind of try things out, see how being together for three days straight is going to feel for all of them, like a real trial run. And April says that she worries about whether or not Danielle can handle the real life aspects of their relationship. Yeah, me too. (laughs) So then we see everybody packing up to go on their staycation because as April told us before, they live in the tiniest house possible. So they figured for this weekend, they were going to spread out a bit. Nick says he's super excited about this trip. And this is like really the first time we heard from Nick. April really did a lot of the talking uh, for this episode. And he says that he's excited. He's so in love with Danielle, like definitely in love with her. He falls in love all the time and he can't wait to do it again. And they're just laughing like, (laughs) great, great. So of course, she and Jennifer were in the front seat. Of course, April was driving on the staycation. That was no surprise to me because at this point like it's like driving miss lazy and the miss lazy i'm talking about of course is nick um so finally we see part of the reason why danielle is uh interested in this relationship because i'm like what is her motivation like she clearly has some things going on right but she they get in the car they're on their way to their uh little airbnb and she's talking talking and talking so she's talking about how grateful she is to have met them because her family lives like 900 miles away so she doesn't have access to those things like holidays or like you know hanging out every holiday or having a sunday dinner and i'm so grateful to you guys because now i can have that like i don't have my family here and i love that and this is so fun and i'm so grateful to you guys and Great. And you can tell when people feel trapped in a conversation, everybody's eyes had glazed over at this point and they're just like, okay, just, I guess she's just going to keep talking. Okay. (laughs) So (laughs) Danielle doesn't admit, does admit in a confessional that she has a tendency to ramble when she's anxious and she talks more than she should or could. And then she just kind of makes this like cringe Kathy comic face at the camera. Like, Ooh, Like, she's remembering how bad it was. (laughs) How bad she was just, like, rolling and rolling in that car. Like, she was truly going on. Like, 
I'm so grateful. I wouldn't have these memories if not for you guys. And I'm just so grateful for that. And how I wouldn't have these memories if not for you guys. And I'm so grateful for that. April says in a confessional, um, I'm picking up on the fact that Danielle likes to uh, work through her nerves by talking about how nervous she is. And, you know, that's just something that I'm going to let her do her thing on, I guess. <laughs> so... I was curious as to why they were getting a bigger house when they're all planning on sharing a bed anyway. But I guess this is more of like a real kind of trial run. Because April says that <clears throat> they, um, you know, like they want Danielle to know what it's like to be with Nick. But they also want her to know what it's like to be without him because those are going to be both things that are going to happen during their relationship. So Nick asks April and Jennifer if they've figured out the roommate situation or who's going to be bunking with who, right? So April kindly takes herself out the game altogether and is like, you know what? I've had enough nights with Nick. I've spent more nights alone with Nick than either of these two girls combined. So I don't mind taking <clears throat> a night or two off. Thank you. Um, so they decide that Jennifer is going to sleep there. There will be there two nights. Jennifer will sleep there the first night with Nick. And then April, no, excuse me, Danielle is going to sleep there the next night. I did like that April mentioned that when they do go on trips, oftentimes they don't share um, a bed because the beds barely fit Jennifer and Nick as it is. Well, once they figured out who's going to be sleeping with Nick... Lucky, lucky girls. They all high five each other. And then um, Jennifer and Nick have their private time while April and Danielle go down to fix themselves a drink. So she's like sitting in his lap and they're like making lovey dovey eyes at each other. And they're in a room that has two twin beds. So she gets off his lap and sits in the other bed. So they're facing each other. He gets up and kisses her. And then he says, like, while he's still in her mouth, whispers, I love you, little girl. <clears throat> Vomit. <sighs> like, this is the shit that makes me want to pass out. Like, ugh. how are you going to say to your 20, like, this man is what, 38? To your 14 years younger girlfriend, fiance, whatever the fuck. Ugh, call her little girl in a sexual manner. Lock him up. Lock him up. Honestly. April says in a confessional that she's really concerned about the personalities all meshing because they've tried to live with other people, other women before, and she's found them annoying. So it's really important that they figure out their dynamic while they're here. So fortunately, Slick Nick and his little girl come downstairs and they all treat themselves to what appeared to be glasses of sparkling Moscato and honestly you could tell by the like dull sheen on those glasses from the Airbnb that they had not been cleaned y'all you guys really got to wash your shit when you go to the Airbnb because you never know you never know okay um just you know put everything in the dishwasher and run that shit okay Ugh. cheers guys one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. As we all know, 
When it comes to everyone's business, I like to mention it all, but when it comes to mine, I like to keep things a little bit closer to the chest. But that method doesn't always work when it comes to your mental health, and we all need a way to purge and get it out. Therapy is a safe space to do that and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down by learning positive coping skills and all the tools you need to help you be the best version of yourself. BetterHelp is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So you can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everyone's business today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash everyone's business. All right, guys, third up would be Mr. Peanut, India, and Taryn. So even though India and Mr. Peanut are still at odds as to when it is that Mr. Peanut's going to be, you know, putting his little peanut butter inside of Bina, um, she's decided to put everything to the side because it's actually her 30th birthday and she's trying to turn up and not really think about whether her man has like secretly fucked this woman that she explicitly told him not to. So they being Mr. Peanut and Taryn have decided to surprise India with her sister. They're going to have, they keep talking about how like, this is going to be a big birthday weekend. They're about to have all these people over. Peanut's going to be grilling. He's like so nice with it on the grill. Everybody's going to love his food. This is going to be such a great thing. They're making goodie bags. Like this is going to be a real 30th birthday event. So Chastity said that she wasn't coming. So they decided to surprise her. Like I said, and, um, <laughs> Mr. Peanut is in his finest Polo Boys two-peat short set for the occasion. So, Chastity says, they, she surprises her, it's, you know, happy, oh my god, I can't see you, can't wait to, you know, I'm so happy to see you, whatever. And Chastity says that she was initially concerned about India's choice to be in a plural marriage because she was worried that she just thought she couldn't do any better than to settle with a man who already had a wife. But the more time she spent with them all as a unit, she now gets it and she's supportive. So as they're getting ready for the party, India tells Chastity about Bina, the new chick, and how Marcus and Taryn have known her for 10 years. And, you know, Chastity is asking all the right questions. We stand people like Chastity and Jaden later who are just like, you know, they're the real voice of reason. They're the real, they're like asking the audience questions. They're like our surrogates, right? So Chastity's like, okay, so why is it that Bina's interested in this relationship now if she's known them this entire time and Taryn's like well we haven't always been in a plural relationship since we've known Bina Chastity's like okay but I'm just trying to figure out if she's always wanted your man and now she's taken the opportunity you know what I mean (laughs) fair so then Chastity asks a very interesting question which is how Andy is going to feel if Bina um you know, comes into the fold because technically, even though India is in this relationship, Pina and Taryn have a 10 year long history with her. So if Bina enters the situation, Taryn's actually going to be the new girl, <laughs> technically. And India's like, damn, I had not even thought about it that way. Great question, sis. <laughs> Chastity then says in an interview that she feels like India, her sister's gonna end up being the odd person out. And that in terms of like the whole relationship dynamic, Marcus is the leader and the women are just left to figure things out from there. So as India's apart, in, ugh, as India's party is starting to begin, they set us up for potential drama because Mr. Peanut says that there are going to be different groups of people who haven't interacted with each other. Like it's going to be India's work friends her real life friends, like just different pockets of India's universe. So it'll just be interesting to see how they interact with people. Um, but also his sister is going to be there and India's sister's there. They both kind of ride for their respective uh, siblings. So 
He thinks that'll also be pretty interesting to watch. This man lives for drama. He's a stunt queen. He lives for the idea of having all these women be dramatic around him. And he's just like the the man who's just like the alpha who's managing it all. He loves this shit. Loves it. Lives for it. So, you know, it's interesting that we're talking about all these friends that Indy has. Because, you know, as I'm just mentioning him being the alpha, these friends are all women. Not not a single man from work is there. Like, all women. And I'm also thinking this is going to be some, like, big blowout party. It was, like, eight of them. <laughs> like, they were, actually, they were making goodie bags with uh, liquid IV, like, hangover cure kits in them. And it just wasn't really giving. I mean, maybe eight. I didn't count. It could have been, like, six. It was... A comfortable dinner party size, for sure. Mr. Peanut has made another costume change into a green polo shirt. So now he truly looks like a Mr. Little Green Bean. So he makes sure that all the ladies see his apron because he's about to be the grill master. And his April sa- apron says, once you put my meat in your mouth, you're going to want to swallow. And even though I know that there are dozens millions even of like corny grilling jokes dad jokes put on an apron i knew in my heart that mr peanut or mr green bean today um customized that for himself if for no other reason than you know the length it would have been it would have had to have been modified for his green bean figure anyway um so also, by the way, did you guys see that salmon? It looked like a sponge. Like every salmon looked like wet, sloppy, hunks of meat, mushy, mushy. Ugh, yuck. Um, so then we meet, I think her name was Charlotte, Charlene, Green Bean Sister. Um, so... She seems to be the only one who's really listening to India and India's concerns about bringing in somebody new because she says in a confessional, she knows that her brother and Indian and Taryn or India and Taryn are seeking a third wife. Third wife. I cannot speak today. It's the caffeine. I'm like two sentences ahead trying to get it out. Anyway, so she says that she knows that they're trying to seek a third wife and she's concerned. Because she's concerned about how it's going to affect India. She thinks that their dynamic is pretty good at the moment. What they've got going on is good. And she considers India her sister now. Which I thought was like, okay, that was an interesting tell. That India and sister have been um, really having some conversations on the side about India's um, hesitancy to bring Bina in. So, fortunately... Somebody's advocating for her, but honestly, I don't really know if it matters. Her name was Charnetta, guys. Marcus's sister, Mr. Peanut, Mr. Greenbean's sister is named Charnetta. Okay. So Charnetta and um, India's sister, Chastity, have their own conversation, not separately, like with the entire group. And Charnetta asks India's sister, Chastity, what she thinks about all of this. Okay. <laughs> and Chastity reiterates that she thought India was initially just going into this dynamic, but she, because she had low self-esteem and didn't think that she could do better for herself. But she says that she's also concerned about them adding another wife. And her reasoning is not like Charnetta's. It's really more for like personal selfish reasons because she feels like in her words, she's engulfed herself enough in this family and she's not trying to engulf anybody else. Okay. (laughs) Chastity. Chastity then goes on to say that even though she personally wouldn't choose to be in a relationship like this, she wanted to make sure she was a good, supportive sister who was there in India's corner. If anything ever happened, she would be there to be a shoulder to cry on. But she's rooting for her. Okay? So then India's questions... Godly. India's friends then have questions about this whole relationship dynamic. And we hear from Keisha first. Keisha wants to know how this whole seeking process works for them. Like, how do you, do you guys all agree on this initially? Like, how does it work? So India says 
that Marcus actively goes out and fishes. And the camera gets the reactions of the rest of the women who are just staring back at India like, huh. Interesting. (laughs) So then India says that he reels in, Mr. Peanut reels these women in. And if he really likes them, then he'll bring the women to India and Taryn. Then Keisha really throws me for a loop by saying, I'm a little bit jealous to the table. And India's like, but girl, we tried to put you in the fold, but you said no. So we find out then that Keisha is actually one of Marcus's ex-girlfriends from back in high school. And, okay, not just a family friend. So then India makes a joke of like, you know, she feels like the, sorry, sorry. Then look, (laughs) no more caffeine. I can't do it. I can't do it. (laughs) I cannot do it. Okay. So this was my lesson. It really was a real lesson to me. Um, Sorry. So then, you know what I realized I did is that I had caffeine and then I also put some like vitamin B stuff in my water. So it's like really amping up my energy level. And like, truly, I'm three blocks away already. Okay. (laughs) My body is here, but it's also running three blocks away. Like I'm Kate Bush just running up the hill in my mind. Okay. So anyway, um, India's sister then says, Okay, I kind of thought of India as the other woman. And Keisha says, you know, it it's hard to watch you. It was hard to, for her to watch the situation because she looked at India as the other person of the other woman compared to Taryn. And at this point, India is like, okay, I got to re- set the record straight here. Because when I met Marcus, he and Taryn were separated, but she feels like now that Keisha's speaking up, that she f- and other people may be under the impression that Taryn and Marcus had never separated and that he was just like stepping out with India. But they were in their own monogamous relationship. Taryn had jumped ship quite a while back. And in her words, they were the ones who actually brought Taryn back into their fold. So she almost looks like she's looking at herself like the first lady and that Taryn's the girl who just came crawling back and they all decided to make this work, which is very interesting because that is definitely not how Taryn described the situation. Her side of the story was, I was unaware that um, my husband had been just slinging his dingling all across the country And I left and then I decided to accept (laughs) what he wanted his relationship preferences to be. And that feels like a very different story than like, oh, we had our own shit and she decided to come back and we decided to put her into the fold. Like, okay, India, if you guys were in your own monogamous relationship, then my question is, how did you make the decision to be in a plural relationship. You know what I mean? More on that, I hope. Okay, you guys, let's end on M-E-S-S, mess, 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 with Brindle and the Pink Panther, Steve. So they decide to go out to Dallas. Remember that um, they lived in Dallas at some point initially and decided to move out more to the country, something about Steve's job, not having to be in the office or whatever, but he also travels a lot. I don't know. They're building their like polygamous compound somewhere in Eastern Texas. Um, So they're going to, back to Dallas to visit with uh, his kids who look like extras from euphoria, like just like brat back background students from euphoria. <laughs> like, and, They're like, you know, not only are we there to see the kids, we're also kind of taking a little break from April. And Brindle says in a confessional that things with April and their communication are not perfect right now, but they're working on it. They're working on it. And then Brindle says very weakly, like W-E-A-K-L-Y, you know, we want this to be our forever life. No, you don't, Brindle. Get out, girl. You don't want this to be your forever life. You don't. 
you were the other woman, you were the belle of the ball, and now you're the head bitch in charge, and now there's a young little filly in the form of a 21-year-old named April coming to play and bust it in, bust it wide open for your man, and you're not feeling so hot. So just say that. You do not want this to be your forever life. You've made the choice to be miserable, and it shows in your face. And I don't mean to, like, age shame a woman, but it's not even age shaming. It's shame shaming. The shame is through, it's seeping through her pores that she does not want to be in this relationship and she's miserable. (laughs) But she also feels like, I feel like Brendel thinks that she can't do better than Steve. And that's really all this is. And so she's like, I'm just going to keep doing this because that's what he wants. But like, she's miserable. She can't even talk to her man about how miserable she is without him trying to integrate a 21 year old to like, try to convince her that they're friends when they're not. Oh my God. I need everybody to take a breath, including me. Um, So Steve says this whole situation with his kids is real interesting we'll put it that way so steve explains that he doesn't really see the kids as much anymore because they now live outside of texas he's traveling a lot for work and then we get the kids opinions and time out (laughs) his children's names are preston and jaden are those not the names of britney spears kids (laughs) right sean preston and jaden james isn't that their names did they think about this Because I feel like those kids are probably around the same age as Britney's kids. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. And that's what's really upsetting. That's the most upsetting part of all of it. So anyway, Preston, the older son, goes first. And he says, you know, he doesn't really get to see his dad that much. But he tries to make the most of the moments that they do have together. Jaden, the daughter, however. Chopper spraying all over her dad's face. Okay. Oh, my God. So... Jaden says that she really doesn't get to see her dad that much to the point where she didn't even know that this horseback riding trip that they're filming was even happening. (laughs) She had no clue that they were going to be doing this family activity. Jaden has a real like Wednesday Adams kind of vibe. She's like definitely like Wednesday Adams for a Gen Z, like, you know, S&M dog collar necklace you know hot topic down to the socks like big overstuffed black you know she'll like rue like rue from euphoria if rue was like more goth than you know the red zip-up jacket so Jaden's like first of all i didn't even know we were doing this secondly I don't really love um, family activities. They don't really mean much to me. So I don't, I'm not really here for any of this. Then she says, you know, seeing Brindle's fine, I guess. You know, you just get used to having a step parent for so long and they're there. So you just kind of have to accept it. (laughs) I live for Jaden. Jaden, come on the podcast, please, 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 please. So then they get back to Preston, who says that back when Brindle was living with His mom and dad, he was just kind of like confused about what was going on because 
he knew that his mom was not happy with the situation. Kind of like you are now, Brindle. History repeats itself, okay? Oh my God. So then Pink Panther says that the reason why his first wife left is because of negative outside influence and that he feels like that negative outside influence also infiltrated into the kids, you know, with people in their family or other friends saying negative things about the relationship dynamic. So Preston was like 10. Jaden was around eight when Brindle entered the family. And Panther says the Preston's really gotten used to the situation, but Jaden hasn't quite yet. And he's also nervous about telling Jaden that they're dating and seeking somebody else again. So Brindle says that when they first started living together, the kids really liked Brindle. And, you know, as long as their needs were getting met, everything was fine and they were happy. But they also used to call Brindle mom until their parents got divorced and their biological mom wasn't really happy and comfortable with them calling her mother anymore suddenly. So I just feel like I'm hearing four different stories, four different, very different perspectives on all of this. Steve's um, answers are very, to me, glossed over. It's giving absentee father. It's giving like, I want to stunt in front of these cameras to act like I'm this present dad. Um, But I don't feel like he is. If he did, I feel like somebody would have told Jaden that she was going to be seeing her father that day and that also it would be on camera. Like Steve has to know that she doesn't fuck with this whole situation, which is why he was nervous to tell her that they were dating in the first place. So why, like if there's so little communication that she didn't know she was about to be filmed, like she might be the nicest girl in the world, but I could understand how this, this might've pissed her the fuck off. And I celebrate all of her anger and angst in this situation because I get it. Like, really, let's think about this. Like, clearly, they don't really have that close of a relationship. She feels like they live with their mom, right? She's probably heard some things about her mom. They clearly know that their mom was not happy when Brindle entered their lives. And now here's dad getting all pink from all his time uh, boating on the lake, with this bitch who has a bad dye job, you know? Like, I could understand <laughs> why she would be so pissed off. And I loved it. It was one of my favorite parts of television this whole week. Maybe even the whole month. Year, even. Anyway. Um, so, they're, you know, after they go horseback riding, um, they decide to go. And Steve's like, oh, we're going to make our famous family chicken noodle soup. And so he and Brindle and Preston are all in the kitchen and Preston's like really laying it on thick. Like I felt like this was a boy who so desperately wanted his father that he was like acting perfect and so happy just to like, you know, catch more flies with honey sort of thing. You know, like if I'm just really nice to my dad and I act like this is the greatest time of my life, like what 16 year old really wants to make chicken soup with his father? Probably not many, probably the ones who miss their dads and want to be around him, you know? So everybody's making chicken soup except for Jaden. She's literally on the opposite side of the counter texting. (laughs) So They're making all this soup. And, um, I noticed, I mean, I've never made chicken soup, but I come from the house of seasoning all our meats before we put it in a situation. And I did not see a flick of salt or pepper. And I know that like the chicken chunks will be just floating. And so maybe you're just relying on um, broth and other things. And maybe you put the ingredients in at some point after, but I didn't see any ingredients on the, on the counter. Nowhere. So I just had questions. Anyway, so after they're done making their soup, they all sit down and, you know, Panther says in a confessional that this is now the time he's going to talk about April. He's going to tell the kids about April and, you know, his relationship with Jaden is complicated because she's a teenager and, you know, she knows how to get a reaction out of him. Fuck you. (laughs) Like, 
literally fuck you. Why would you act like she is some manipulative child who like knows how to elicit some sort of reaction out of you, like to piss you off? Like, fuck you. Fuck off. Fuck off. Um, so like I said, they sit down and Panther's like, oh, does everybody like their soup? And Jane's like, yeah, this, yeah, dad, this, sorry, Preston. Preston's like, yeah, dad, this is the greatest soup I've ever had. Uh, you know, well, well, please love me, daddy. And Jaden's just looking down in her bowl saying absolutely nothing, nothing. <laughs> and Steve's like, well, I guess I'll take that as a yes. Okay. And then Steve tells them, you know, we started looking for somebody to join the family and he's like, blah, blah, blahing about how, you know, how much effort and how they feel really good about this, like really trying to talk the situation up. Right. And Preston's just like, good for you, daddy. I love you. Please talk to me. Whatever makes you happy. I'm fine with it. So then Preston asks Panther and Brindle, like, okay, Brindle, is she going to be your friend? And dad's lover? Like, is that how it's going to work out? And Steve's like, yeah, I mean, I guess that's one way to put it. <laughs> so Brindle says, well, she'll be like my best friend. And then you hear Jade mumble under her breath. Then why don't you just get a friend? <laughs> Good question. Let's put that up on the board. One point for Jaden. Thank you so much. So Steve says that, you know, there's a difference of being just a friend and then having somebody in a relationship like this. And Jaden's like, okay, well, what would happen if Brindle wanted to bring in another boyfriend or husband? Like, would you be okay with that, dad? And then Steve kind of looks over at Brindle like he's almost upset, like she's the one who brought it up. And he's like, well, I'm not sure if that's what she wants. Is it? (laughs) And Brindle just like gets lower in her chair and she's like, well, not at the moment. Not right now. I hadn't really thought about it. (laughs) So then Jaden says, do you guys not understand how it would be uncomfortable that at 16, your parents are telling you that they want to have another girlfriend? Like it's an uncomfortable situation to be in. It's just weird. Like for your parents to date multiple people, because I think when you become a parent, this kind of relationship and activity shouldn't be a thing. And that's a decision that you should have thought of before you, dad, had two kids. (laughs) Then he says, then Jane says, so you just divorced your wife and got another girlfriend. I genuinely think your lifestyle's disgusting. Gross. (laughs) We love it. I absolutely love it. I mean, the bad side of this is that this child is hurting. And she's clearly pissed off. But on the other, you know, speak your mind, sis. Speak up, sing loud, and let us all hear it. I'm asking, she's asking the great questions. And I loved it. I loved it. Excellent television. Oh, okay, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. We'll be back next week. I got a couple of really good guests lined up, hopefully. Fingers crossed in the next I don't know, season. It's at some point this season. So um, look forward to that. I'm excited to talk about these shows with other people. I mean, I have with, you know, Jody and Amanda, but, you know, other other people. Let's all get in on this train. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, you guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for speaking. Bye.